Chapter 3 The Intellectual Men On the night of a waxing crescent moon, hours before the sun gave birth to a new day, I saw a torch illuminate the night, and this source of fire was not too far away. A secret group of men had gathered. There I heard them speak deep within the woods, and from what I could tell, these men snuck away from the soldiers and politicians, so my instinct recognized them as moral and good. As I watched them from afar, I wondered who I was after all. With layers of skin and bone draped over an eternal soul, I climbed up a tree while I tried not to fall. Was I the owl that looked over, or was I a panther that crept near? Was I a vulture who dreamt of a feast, or was I the beast we'd repressed deep within our fears? As I mounted more tree branches, I climbed high over these intellectual men. They brought fire into this secret group, but still I hadn't heard a prayer begin. Of course their dialogue continued on, but why hadn't they welcomed this sacred fire to life? Surely they stood for harmony and the good of all man, but why hadn't they invoked our sacred spirit to bless this fire's light? They got right down to business, for that's who these men appeared to be. They were connected with the problems, issues, and solutions that had fallen upon this once great and productive society. Some of these men were like protectors, others dressed like kings, a few of them had beards like old magicians, and most of them were lovers who wore wedding rings. Focused in on that fire, I watched the flame listen while they talked. Sometimes they had exquisite points to make. Other times it appeared they preferred to gossip, criticize, and mock. These outer layers held their identity, but I looked to the layers which appeared at odds. Their mental bodies carried so much knowledge, information, and comprehension that I knew their innermost spirit could have been blocked or lost. Now I cannot judge them, but I felt the intensity linger around this group. We become who we surround ourselves with, and this was quite the academic coup. Much smarter than I, there were great fighters, businessmen, and skillful men of all sorts. While I was much closer to an inconspicuous ant, I heard them speak my name in one of their rants. And what about that outcast named Otto? said one of the intellectual men. The dark man? asked another. There was silence for a moment, and both that fire and my inner spirit expressed a silent prayer. Who did they think I was? And why did it matter the color of my layers? He should beware of unearned wisdom, said a man. Soon they spoke of topics which ranged from psychedelics to politics. They weighed the value of meat compared to the ways of vegan and vegetarianism, for these men had all sorts of opinions based on research that had been analyzed over many past generations. Again, they were so much smarter than I, but who were they really? They identified themselves with the layers of muscle and intellect. Meanwhile, I observed everything they spoke of like a harmless day lily, just resting within my calm nature. What was it we had all come to miss? So many problems and concerns to be discussed. And after the moon left for the night, the men rose from the secret meeting, and so the group was dismissed. 
unearned wisdom, I wondered. But who am I? If they think I am this body, then what about that wisdom which carries on long after the body dies? And who then has earned this wisdom? Who then has realized the truth about who we really are? Surely these men are brilliant and powerful upon this earth. But what wisdom does one earn when he sits in trees like a jaguar? To these men I appeared like a barbarian, unconscious and unknown. Instead of eating decadent meals with fine silverware, I ate with my fingers and hands, often on my own. Although unlike these men, my wisdom came from the dirt upon the earth. There was nothing to earn about it, because the wisdom I sought came from the source before all births. This source is what I live to honor. This was my life's purpose and north star. Meanwhile, these men sipped their whiskey while they meandered home as they puffed on cigars. Noble and wealthy, these men had made quite a life for themselves. And who did they think this earned wisdom belonged to? Attached to their wealth and fame, they clung to knowledge of old and current ways. How often did they greet the mother of nature and fall upon their face to honor her and pray? Rather, they might have prayed to a man like them, a certain savior to be addressed as him. But how often did they include the mother into their inner circle? After all, it was that mother who distributes the wisdom into all our human limbs. These men thought they were really somebody, but a body is not who we are. We are spiritual beings in human skin, floating on an earth, chasing the tail of a burning star. Oh, and what about this earned wisdom? When these men measure their being by how much money they make? A wise one once said, Who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. This unearned wisdom they spoke of was not mine, for it did not belong to them or me. I myself was nothing more than a spiritual fire illuminating the layers of this higher self, looking for a way so the peace of nature could be freed. What unearned wisdom did they mean? Was this wisdom something that they exclusively owned? Or were they upset since it was not them who sat upon the king's high throne? Invisible voices flooded my mind space, so I suspected the rising dawn brought the people's minds back to their heightened senses. Sometimes I wondered if my mind was like an antenna picking up on everyone's signals, since my inner layers were extremely sensitive. It was the birth of a new day, and I still felt more at home when I was alone or could hide. Before I could climb down the tree, I caught sight of Manuka's wandering eyes. She gazed up at me while I climbed down to her side. Don't hide. Never hide who you are, because it's a disservice to you and everyone who needs you. Those who claim to know you do not know what you've been through. They have not seen your journey. So please, stay true for me and for you. Lesson learned is wisdom earned. That's why the old version of all of us must die. Never hide my love. You are my king and my humble protector. You are the pure magician and you are the gentle lover. Continue to peel away the outer layers and remember who it is that lives within your innermost core. Underneath the ego, society's expectations and the opinions of educated men and women is the realization that you've been looking for. 
We are unbecoming, and never again will we run. We'll use the lessons of the past so that we can remember how far we've come. We'll lose sight of people who aren't meant for us, but we'll attract those who are called, and this is the wisdom we must trust. But of course you already know all this. I'm just your friendly reminder. You are the light of the world, and it's already working in our favor, said Manuka. No matter how deep I tried to hide, she held intuitive ways that could always find me. And what were you doing hiding in that tree? she asked. It didn't matter how she'd come to find me, but rather our hearts were always one and in tune. She was like the miraculous nature of this earth. She was the illuminated sun, and I was following her like the ever-changing moon. I was watching the intellectual men rule this world, since it is them who have millions of followers as they guide the ways of this land. I am afraid I am a lost soul trapped in the material world, and I do not feel at home when I walk alongside these men, since I still cannot quite understand the so-called intellectual man. The men of this world think to travel outward, to conquer, kill, wage war, and destroy the outward threats. But we are on a different path, seeking the center of our own existence. And where we had thought to be alone, let us not forget, we are one with the world, the cosmos, and God. We are of that spiritual fire beating in the heart center of every being's chest, said Manuka. Oh, Manuka, but where have I gone wrong? Again and again I learn from the Mother of Earth, but still we are so alien to these people's ways. Will either of us ever belong? These men seek profit and power, and somehow they hold control over the beloved Earth? Yet every time I breathe out, I die. And so I ask, what is it that I must bring forth? The men of earned wisdom seek to solve all external problems, but they still barely know where to begin. I paused and dropped to my knees when I saw the light of the sun rise over the horizon. Instinct honors this light before birth, and so I prostrated my body to the sunrise when I set my face upon the earth. If there is a problem, that means there is a solution where the problem begins, and to solve external problems means that the problem can be resolved within, said Manuka. And what is it that we are seeking? I got up to look her in the eyes, but this time she need not speak. I found the answer and the connection between us when I allowed the answer to arise from my intuition when a feeling of great wisdom began to peak. Tell me what you're feeling, said Manuka. The answer we seek is healing. There was a roar within the silence that followed, so I entered into the intuitive aspect of this invisible sound. There I felt my way through the subtle vibration of mindfulness, as I discovered that it takes a great leap through the intuition, and there within the soul is a treasure where all wisdom is found. Of course, there are countless accurate intellectual models for the external problems, but if intellectual men and politicians know all the answers, then how come they can't find the ways to put an end to world hunger, suffering, school shootings, disease, and cancer? The knowledge and belief of the intellectual men 
requires great discipline and belief, but if they must meet in secret, then they themselves are in a state of dis-ease, as they too are seeking relief. And what can you do to help us heal? asked Manuka. I must follow the intuition, for it is teaching me how to relate. Of course, listening, learning, study, and practice are all important tools, but we must find the courage to enter into our inner selves. There I hold great respect for the mystery that ignites our spiritual faith. There we will find the fortune of the mystic and the wisdom of the sages. I feel as if there is an old shaman coming to life from within, and so I must follow that same intuition that has guided our ancestors for countless ages. We are called for a great journey, and I sensed it was time for you to depart long ago and enter into the unknown. Go venture into the wild and discover the way to cure the suffering of this world, and once you find the solution, only then should you come back home," said Manuka.